Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I need to update this thing. Anyway, uh, what's good, Internet? It's Monday, October 5th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 350. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and joining me today, we have Ricardo Contreras. Hello. Gita Jackson. Hello. And Patrick Klepek. I would like an, an uh, entrepreneurial Waypoint listener to go back and count, make a make a highlight reel, uh, uh, go support highlight reel on Patreon, um, a <laughs> highlight reel of the amount of times that Rob awkwardly starts the podcast and then I laugh immediately because I'm pretty sure it might be like every single one of them. <laughs> Where Rob just like Rob just just grumbles his way into beginning it because somehow he forgets that like he hasn't rewritten the intro every time he hosts the podcast and then I just fucking lose it. Every I don't control time. this document. I like so every time I'm like, what's happening in this document? I don't recognize anything. It's like a, it's like a weird. It's a bad memento sequel where it's like Rob just like forgets what the it's in the document every yeah. single time and he's surprised. Don't believe get that the episode title's lives. <laughs> Look, it's. It's hard keeping track of anything right now. Obviously, uh, this is a very solemn time for me. I'm I'm really trying to be present for this podcast, but mm. uh, obviously, <laughs> I am maintaining a um, a vigil. One could say on the news, uh, you know, sending thoughts and prayers um, oh to uh, to our stricken president, um, who I, I think is getting better. Um, he sounds more like himself. Uh, massive regulation cuts. Vote. Space Force, vote. 401k, vote. Law and order, vote. Wait, will you get a four if you vote, will you get a 401k? Is that the implication? You know, um the Your uh, company will do a better match. Vote. (laughs) He's in the fuck around and find out stage of this re-election campaign, essentially. Fuck around with being exposed to coronavirus and find out that you get coronavirus. Uh, so I'm, just I'm gleeful. I'm so happy. I know I shouldn't count my chickens, you know, but it's just I had coronavirus and it was like not that I was very like mild for me. And even that was like one of the scariest things in my life. So just the idea of him laying on his back and wondering if he's going to die. That brings me joy, you know, because I felt that. <laughs> yeah, like like. Nothing even needs to happen from this point, like because we know this is like one of the most gutless and like useless people in the world. And so, like, oh, yeah. if there's if there's anyone not to handle this with any sort of sang Freud, if there's anyone here who's not going to have their life uh, flashing before their eyes at like the slightest provocation, um, you know, it's 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 Donald Trump really who's oh, who's yeah. gonna uh, definitely just be in a full on freak out. But I'm also. <sighs> You know, there's a sort of an evil guardian angel around dudes like this. Uh, That's and true. so my Boris suspicion, Johnson recovered. Yeah. <sighs> so, but 
Uh, and obviously, uh, Herman Cain's Twitter account uh, survived as well. My dad, I called my dad and he was like, yeah, I talked to one of my friends this morning and I said that Trump was probably going to go visit Herman Cain. And I was just like, fuck, <laughs> brutal, <laughs> father. <laughs> what? Uh, it's. Just did, did anyone else find that Friday when the news broke was kind of a mental snow day? By the way, oh, I, yeah. I just I yeah. the, the if I, I actually should have just recorded me writing like I wrote I did I I I told I, at the end of the day I slid into home plate and I said I wrote somehow wrote like eleven hundred words on like Super Mario thirty five but I have never labored over like just st- just fucking stared at a document. For like over the course of four, I was like, this article isn't hard. I've written some difficult pieces. This is just taking a dump after some coffee. Like this shouldn't be like that that hard to do. Over your eyeballs that just says Trump has coronavirus. Trump has coronavirus. (laughs) It was the only thing I could think for the entire day. It was like my my head. I woke up and we both, David and I both had a news alert. That was the first thing we saw in the morning. And we both said at the same time, oh my God. Trump has coronavirus. And that's the tone for the day. It felt very crazed. I feel like every time I learn about a new Republican that has coronavirus, I get even happier. Like learning that Chris Christie got coronavirus, man. Fuck that well, guy. That whole day, <laughs> that great. whole day where you kept seeing that photo of the Rose Garden ceremony, our beautiful new Rose Garden, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah? like courtesy of Melania. Um, just really nailing it, sweetie. Uh, your, Melania, your fuck taste? them kids, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> One can definitely see while you were sort of borderline C-list uh, during your professional career. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but that, that fucking photo of the Amy Coney Barrett uh, like ceremony where they kept like highlighting different Republicans who are now confirmed to have coronavirus. Uh, it's a whole two first rows, baby. It was like, man, like we just how do we need to trace back like what what happened here? And you see like live footage from the event where like all the all the GOP like guests are like licking each other and like booping noses. And it's like, huh, that's boy, these people acted really weird for a country under a pandemic. Oh, man, I really wish they had booped noises. I need that. Just a little Eskimo kiss, you know, and you see <laughs> fucking Mitch McConnell. That's the first thing you want to do. See, I like see no Mitch. Mitch is evil smart though. Uh-huh. Mitch, I am certain, has been like this thing is real. Like I just need to like my brain is the thing that's holding this entire party together. Like I am the architect. Yeah. So as long as he's fine, like the reactionary, uh, like neo Confederate agenda, doing just fine. Um, you know, Trump. What can you do? You you basically got an evil toddler. Uh, yeah, who's, who's running around. And now he has coronavirus. He does. And it's just like they're obviously not telling the truth about how severe the, the illness is. You can see that most of the theater they're doing is for Trump because he's terrified, you know, and he wants he thinks that everyone, all of the supporters are as scared as he is. Meanwhile, the right wing Republicans are trying to spin. This is not a big deal. And people like QAnon, they're like, oh, this is the awakening. When Trump gets coronavirus, that's when. Uh, all the deep state arrests are going to happen. So they're not worried at all. The only thing that's <laughs> did, scared is Trump. I did think it was weird that Trump's doctor uh, said that it's a known fact that only losers with low ratings uh, are in danger from the virus. That was <laughs> I, that struck me as a strange comment for a medical professional it's to made make. made a but, disparaging uh, remark about Christian Stewart cheating on Robert Pattinson. Whereas yeah. Robert Pattinson also has coronavirus. <laughs> 
so yeah, we will we will see how this goes. Um, Hopefully, poorly for Trump. <laughs> yeah, it's I can't I, like the thing I'm not here for at all is any of the like you know we should never wish this on anybody. Like, man, if your whole life has been like making sure people like other than you are harmed uh, and like wielding power of the state to like leave an entire country to its own devices uh during an eminently like preventing preventable pandemic uh i don't really not super into the whole like decorum aspect of, of yeah. how we should handle something like this you don't get to the point where the entire country is doing a reverse spirit bomb by just being regular you like po- <laughs> you worked for this yeah. <laughs> you you earned this this is your payment for being the way that you are said like publicly for like not just you but your dad too and <laughs> fucking what uh witty gusty writing songs with how what a, what a fucking asshole you are like this is a whole intergenerational being a dick this is <laughs> karma that is owed <laughs> uh I'm sorry, I'm really distracted by something because I don't know what this is. There's just a random thing on this uh, Waypoint Radio document. The Hamburglar, crime or direct action? Uh, Kato, did we cover that one? <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking we, remember. Did we but... cover the Hamburglar, crime or direct action? <laughs> question from Andy. Is, is the Hamburglar liberating the hamburger? I feel like How we do might you feel have. About that this? sounds part. Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm the wrong person well, either to ask, way, honestly. We need we really need to get to the, we really need to sort out the question bucket. Yeah. Uh, but my yeah. vote my vote would be uh the hamburglar does not have a political agenda uh and therefore he is just a criminal. He is not redistributing or an- uh, is an anarchist. Yeah. Like I mean he I'm more like a he's nihilist. Not, he's not a real anarchist. Like being yeah. like being a creator of chaos. The Joker is not an anarchist. The Joker is just Jokerified, and that's kind of the Hamburglar's bag. Um, On a the Hamburglar was Jokerified. Yeah. How close are we all to Jokerified right now? I feel like it's just slowly. I think Rob is getting pretty close to Jokerified. <laughs> He'd be the first know. to go. The first to go. <laughs> yeah. Rob's gonna be the first one. Rob Dunn got Jokered. Like that's. <laughs> The gang got jokered. No, Rob got jokered. <laughs> Rob got jokerified. I think here's the thing that he's going to show up would, in the makeup one day, playing the playing like, the this. playing the surprisingly good soundtrack from that movie that I listen to on a regular <laughs> basis, despite that movie being trash. It's a great soundtrack for writing. Oh, dude! When sometime off pod, I have to ask you if you've seen Fargo season four because one soundtrack whips. Two, it's just really fucking cool to see Chris Rock do acting. He's great. Yeah. He's really good. Anyway, Fargo um, season four is great. Moving on. I, I, I think I stopped recording Fargo because it hasn't been on the air in ages. Uh, and so I'm yeah. not trying my DVR setup to, to grab it. I need to. Uh, First need to two that. are on Hulu. Right. Yeah. All on Hulu now. FX. Yeah, I need yeah. to transfer on I need Hulu. To get back on Hulu. Uh, but right now I'm still on the, the FX HBO turns time. out every show I've seen on FX on Hulu, that collaboration has been really fucking good though. So FX has generally been pretty great in terms yeah. of like going back to the shield. Seen, yeah. I mean, this is uh, I don't mean to laugh. It's just that when we finally plugged in David's PS4, I was trying to watch a movie and what we saw found in there was the shield episodes one through four, just stuck oh in the district. A DVD I'm sure as well. A DVD. Oh, yes, I think of course. Came out of one of the before. things that David was like really, he wasn't really concerned, but we had a conversation about whether or not he was going to bring his Sopranos DVD box sets with us. 
How did that go? Did, did you? It's important to him. <laughs> I mean, it. the thing is, do you need the Sopranos on DVD at this point? Like, why I, wouldn't we need the Sopranos on DVD in this point? Because if you're going to have a physical copy of it, like that's on Blu-ray now, surely. Oh, fuck. Like you need a higher right. fidelity. We do have two PS4s in this home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the question now is if you need to hold out for a ultra high def uh, re-release. Oh, my God. But those, those are few and, few and far between. Uh, so we should talk about some games. Uh, this is a gaming podcast. Uh, we don't like to get political on this show. Uh, I apologize for the hamburger question. Uh, <laughs> on topic, uh, a little bit better from here. Uh, so let's check in on what people have been playing. Uh, Patrick, let's start with you. Uh, you've been playing a bit of Mario 35. Uh, you still, you still into that? Uh, yeah, so yeah, Super Mario Brothers uh, 35 is a, a limited time sort of experiment that came out last week, and it will, I think it ends the end of March, something like that. Um, it's uh, a, a riff in the same direction as Tetris 99, which is a game that came out last year in which you play Tetris alongside, is it 100 people total? I don't know if it's 100 yeah. people total. Are you are part of the 99? Is it 100 people? Is it, or you is are it the 99? Okay. There are 99 um, other people. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so there are uh, 35 total for Mario's 35th anniversary um, that Nintendo arbitrarily decided 35 was the one they really wanted to celebrate, I guess, because um, it just kind of came around uh, arbitrarily. And it's got a similar setup where in the center you've got your uh, Mario that you're controlling and then surrounded surrounding you are 34 windows into um, other people's um who are playing Mario simultaneously. So you have this, it's like a real visual chaos where you can, you don't see like the full screen of other people, but it's kind of like a tiny uh, little rectangle of like where Mario is jumping and kind of get a sense of where they're at. And if they've died, then it turns into, says like KO and then what number they were um, uh, in the death count. And so you're all running Mario at the same time. There are, you're trying to survive to the end. There are like uh, some very specific quirks. Uh, For example, um, in the upper left-hand corner, you have a a coin counter um, and coins are basically sort of just like an, a useless thing in the Mario canon at this point. They're just kind of stick around because there's something for players to collect. But uh, here, uh, at every 20 coins, you can essentially play a gotcha game and you can uh, you can pull a, pull on the slot machine and see what item drops out. And so you can get a, a mushroom, uh, a fireball, uh, or, or a, a fire flower, uh, a star. Um, I think those are the, the three basic ones you can get. And, uh, that can sort of like help you on your journey, uh, for, for survival. Um, you also have a counter, uh, going down in the upper right hand corner. So, uh, it depends if you're playing a, a nor- the normal, like default game mode, I think there are 30 seconds. And then in the special mode that they have going, I think up through today, um, there are a hundred seconds and the special mode is where Nintendo can throw in a bunch of arbitrary rules. Like the, I think you start now with a hundred coins in a hundred seconds. So it's actually kind of a little bit easier to get going, um, than it is in the normal mode. Um, and those time that time is ticking down until uh, if you uh, if you hit an enemy with a fire flower you get one second back if you uh, bop on an enemy you get three seconds back if you get to the flagpole if you like you get to the upper like half or so you get an extra fifteen seconds and so there's this kind of dance that's happening where your interactions with various Mario objects is changing depending on like what is, what is your objective is it purely just survival is it you're trying to accrue more time um, and then playing into that is similar to Tetris 99 where as you completed blocks you could send that 
um, like finished garbage into other people's areas, you could do the same thing here. Um, you have like options on how that is distributed. It can be against people who have the lowest coin count. It's uh, whoever has the most time, um, folks who are attacking you. So if people are targeting you, you're going to target it back at them. And then I think random is the fourth one. Um, so you can't like necessarily like specifically target one person, but you can kind of like dump it into these groups that you can flick uh, with the analog stick to change it to. And so it makes this like really interesting sort of uh, setup where you are, you can have situations where, uh, you know, pro progression is not necessarily what you want to do. Maybe actually you're in a safe part of a Mario level. You have 120 seconds. There are five people left. Maybe you just want to like chill like underneath this block and just like shoot fireballs at whatever enemies get spawned into your, to your area. Um, and that tension just kind of ratchets up as you, as you go further and further along. Um, I don't know that it's like a successful experiment. Um, like I think there's not a lot of depth to it, but I'm enjoying my time with it. It's like a different way to play a game that like, I don't ever need to play Mario brothers, the original again. Like I've, I've done that dozens of times. So I don't have like a profound desire to revisit that game, but to do so in this fashion, um, and to currently, I, I wrote in the article on Friday and it remains true, uh, Monday morning that I've not done better than fourth place. And as someone that takes no pride in their gaming skills, except when it comes to platformers, every time <laughs> I see someone on Twitter who says, hey, I got number one, I'm like, damn, it haunts me. Like it's, it's the spooky month. And what haunts me is not <laughs> the, the scary creatures of the night. It is the fact that I have not gotten above fourth place in Super Mario Brothers 35. It's, Spooky. I don't like it. It is spooky. That's how I, f I say that every time that I get fourth place. I just go, spooky. <laughs> is it at least frantic and stressful as hell, though? Because that's sounds it's extreme. Like yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's it. it um, Because what will happen is, uh, and I, I write this in the piece, is that part of the way Mario Maker work is not that it's the best made like level. I think it's a really great like UI and level design tool. But part of the reason it works and part of the reason... Uh, a game like Levelhead, which is on Steam, has better tools, better community things. It improves on a lot of obvious mistakes um, in Mario uh, Maker that Nintendo has not addressed, um, is the fact that it's Mario stuff. And so when you jump into 1-1, like the Ur level, like the most ubiquitous stage that has been recreated in anything that has any sort of creation tool, the first thing people do, there's two things. They make a dick, and then they make level 1-1. And maybe they put the dick in level 1-1 if they want to, like, cross <laughs> those things together. Um, and... What's fascinating is like you you go in thinking like, all right, I know this level or I've been to the first boss stage in, in the original Mario Brothers. I know how to handle this. Well, what happens when you go into level 1-1 and all of a sudden like four Bowsers have spawned in level 1-1. And so oh, the Bowsers like jumping up on the platforms. You can't kill them. Um, you just have to navigate through them or like a, a, a section in, in a Bowser area where you're the, it's dangerous enough to get around like three of the spinning like fireball, like sort of like uh, uh, blocks. Um, well, now that just has 15 Goombas that are just like hanging around and there's no way to avoid them, which means you then need to like bop on them, which is going to throw off your rhythm. It's going to throw off the, how you normally get through that area. That becomes the real joy of Mario Brothers 35 is it, it, mm -hmm. it, it takes your established understanding and, and subverts it in ways that are dynamic and different depending on if you're being targeted, how you've managed yourself. You know, it's a, if you knock someone out, so like let's say you send a Goomba to someone's area and that's the Goomba that takes them out. 
you uh, not only are they no longer playing, but you get their coins and you get their time. And so it, it's like pretty, as far as I can tell, fairly random on whether you can like get a knockout blow. Um, it's, it seems like difficult to make that part of your strategy. But there'll be instances where like maybe you're up against the ropes, you're running out of time, you don't have a power up for, that you can like help you navigate an area. Then all of a sudden you look over and like somebody jumped into uh, some Goomba you sent over there and you've got 300 seconds and 250 coins. And like you're in the money, you can just start spawning new items and like you can kind of get your... Um, your play back on track. But I have found that to be the the fun of it is that I I constantly want to put myself in danger because putting myself in danger means I can get more time and more coins. But then you'll just make some really goofy error that like throws off your your run from like seventh place um um down to fourteenth place. And uh it's uh yeah, I again I I almost now understand why Nintendo isn't gonna let this run pass next March because it seems like they're just saying we're not going to add anything to this. This is what it is. Hope, hope, I hope you like it. There's not much here. It's a cool idea that you probably wish we would do more with and like then charge you money for it. Um, but instead, it's just a, a freebie as part of their online service. So I, I recommend folks check it out. Um, I, I don't know what to do with this instance that I ran into multiple times, which is when I've gotten into like fourth place and then died, I'll check the other folks that are playing. And it's like these dudes uh, or dudettes or whoever the case may be have 400 seconds, like 500 coins, and they know exactly what they're doing. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to win. <laughs> so I know I got fourth place, but I feel like I got first place in my heart because there's not a chance that I was going to get first place against these people anyway. So I hit I hit the ceiling on what was possible with the players uh, around me. So I'd be curious what other uh, people are uh, experiencing the game, but that's... Uh, that's where I've been at with it so far. I'm I'm enjoying it, but it's uh I think best viewed as a a fun experiment and one that I would it'd be nice to see Nintendo do more with, but I I, I don't expect that this game will change very much between now and now and next March. That's included with uh, the online, right? That's how you get yeah that? yeah. If you subscribe to their okay. service, which is is you know reasonably cheap, all things uh, considered. Um, but that said, they haven't exactly given away a ton of great games through their online service either. And they somehow the switch somehow like the third time around, they still can't do virtual console like correctly <laughs> or make it like a compelling buy. But you know, if you're playing smash or, you know, animal crossing, like, you know, you're paying for Nintendo online anyway, right? Does, does animal crossing require yeah. that you have the, yes. Yeah. So, um, I think it's only like a dollar a month or whatever. Like it's not a ton of money, but it does, you know, they don't exactly go out of their way to make it a, compelling <laughs> value they're not looking at game pass and being like yeah we should probably spend a lot of money to make people want to pay this they're just like well we put in the bare minimum effort and most people will pay for it anyway. and you have to buy it actually yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like what that. a great place to be like microsoft <laughs> like desperately trying to be like what else please please just like, they just, they just spent like 7.5 billion billion dollars buying fallout yeah <laughs> <laughs> nintendo being like eh, so here's some trash we had lying around uh, this is kind of an idea. Not sure this is anything. We're not going to develop this further. Here you go. Enjoy. And uh, assholes like myself are like, well, there's still some you could read into this that is pretty fun and interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those assholes. So, uh, Speaking of assholes and fun experiments, uh, Gita, you, Hello. you reported, you said something on uh, Slack this morning suggesting that kids in your neighborhood are playing among us in real life. Uh, okay, so you, yeah. What, what kind of attack the block story? nightmare uh, is unfolding in your in your neck of the woods? 
So there's this party rental space I live next door to that you might have heard uh, during Save Point. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> Wait. They were playing they were playing Tap In by Sweetie and WAP Uncensored like they do every single week. Very bold of them to play wet ass pussy on this block every weekend. Did I love it. Did you know that there was a party rental? Like did you did you note the party rental space next door Listen, when you selected we, the apartment? We're under lockdown. When we moved here, businesses weren't open. So when this business opened, we were like, oh, it's that. That is the business that that is. Okay. <laughs> cool. The one thing, though, is like because it's like an actual business, I have to like they follow regular business hours. The noise is over by midnight every night. So it's really not that big of a deal. If I close the office door, you can't hear it in the living room. We just hang out. It's like, <laughs> why would I be in my office playing video games in the dark on the weekend instead of hanging out with my boyfriend? Not that I've done that before, but, you know, that's the theory. Anyway, <laughs> so you can hear everything they do when they have a party next door. Uh, and sometimes they have, like, children's parties in the afternoons, which are much chiller, quieter, and, like, very sweet. Because when I'm out in the backyard, like, checking out the plants and feeding the stray cat that I'm trying to figure out what to do with... Uh, or desperately crying for my own cat who's escaped my house, I can hear the children playing. And one time, I they they didn't remember the name of the game, and they said, let's play imposter. And I was like, wait a second. I wonder <laughs> if they're about to... And then one of them shouted, I'm calling an emergency meeting. And I was like, okay, yes, they're literally just playing Among Us with the same... Like, they, they, they made up same tasks mechanics. to do. Yes, the same exact mechanics and the same exact terminology. It was fascinating to see that, like, the you don't often get, when you're a person who is uh, spending all their time inside because of a pandemic and mm. also just doesn't know anyone with kids who are of speaking and playing amongst each other age, uh, you don't really have an understanding of what parts of culture, internet culture, disseminate into the real world. All of these kids have watched Among Us streams for sure. Like they they knew exactly how to play the game, and they referred to like people going out of the airlock and stuff, and going in vents, and you know the specific kinds of mini games you'd have to play to do tasks. It was really kind of amazing. They voted, they they voted, they stayed <laughs> silent until the voting time. It was exactly like playing the game, and I just wow. like. I know, like you look at uh, now. I, I've just taken notice of this game. It's a, a, Among Us is of a genre of games that I know that I don't like very much, which is those bluffing games where you have to be mean to people. I like to be nice. Werewolf to and the like. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I just like I can do it in person. I could do it in summer camp because you knew all those bitches, but like I can't do it <laughs> like in, online because I just don't. I want everyone to be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I could play Among Us if the game ended with, and Gita is the queen of the spaceship, and she wins. That would be very fun for me. Um, but I, I, but since then, you know, I was mildly aware of Among Us being a phenomenon before having that experience. But now, every time I go on Twitter, I'm so much more aware. Like, there are two games I think that are approaching like Fallout esque. Not um, Fortnite-esque ubiquity, and one of them is fucking Among Us. One of them like might be Genshin Impact, uh, where just everyone you know are just playing these two games. But Among also, Us did, is did so Among surprising. Us just come on and go like, "Hey, Fall Guys, get out!" Like, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> like you thought you were the surprise. Hit. Like you know what? No, it was a game from not a new game that was all yeah. polished and ready to go. And like we've been 
we really thought through how we're going to roll this game out. We're going to catch people by surprise. No, it's Among Us, a game that a, 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 a streamer brought back to life by randomly playing it on a stream. And now it is that studio then had to cancel the sequel they were making because people aren't going to want to buy the sequel. They're going to just kind of keep playing the original game. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like ride. this whole story of this game like is such a, I mean, it's such a testament to how fucking fickle like the audience of people who play games in this way are. Marketing. Where, what do you Mar- it's uh, you want to you want to the reveal that marketing is mostly bullshit well then yeah take a look at the success of among us yeah i mean if you look it, it really is like it is just like a basically just a purchasable version of a game that you can play without any of these things and the stuff that they've added to it is really good like having the tasks to do it adds a level of bluffing that you can get in an online space that you really can't like otherwise do like werewolf can be fun or mafia also can be fun um when you are with each other and the the it's very like person to person you can observe someone's facial expressions and that's not really impossible on the internet and like there's also the possibility of you just not knowing the other people who are playing very much but you can learn how someone plays a game much quicker than you can learn like how they lie and it's always very interesting to watch, I mean, I missed the legendary Chris Kindred game of Among Us, but it was interesting <laughs> to hear the way he manipulated everyone just by knowing the mechanics of the game extremely well. And I think that's what people are responding to, but it also makes it like there's now a broad culture that is just Among Us memes. I've seen Among Us fan art. I've seen yeah, Among Us so much fan art. Among Us fan comics of like, uh, oh, oh, here's a red guy who's an imposter that's trying to save this blue guy that he loves from other imposters. It's always so, okay, so the premise for this is, and then like three paragraphs of setup yes! like a two-panel comment. I'm like, yes! fuck off. I know. I mean, my favorite one recently was um, impo- just an imposter discovered screen, but the imposter's name was Hope Hicks. Like I I do feel like this is an instance look like Pokemon Go where like by understanding this game I'm being able like I learned a new language of how people talk to each other. And that for me, I'm never gonna play Among Us again. But that for me is like really fucking that whips. I love it. So I also think there's an element of um so like trader games have been big in tabletop space for a while, but I think they also mm-hmm. often run into a problem where they require learning a whole lot of mechanics as well. Like uh, Shadows Over Camelot is an example, but even that one is a little bit like uh, meaty. Uh, Battlestar Galactica was popular for a time, and that one has, if I recall, some really intricate rules. And so it takes a lot to get to the like, well, we're all trying to do these these shared cooperative tasks, but somebody here is sabotaging us. It takes a while to sort of get to the point where everyone has sort of the, the game knowledge to figure out like, to, to read the state of play among mm-hmm. us short circuits a lot of that because it is so simple. And so I think it really mm-hmm. does like boil the experience down to its essence, which is just what is the minimum viable game we can create to set up people accusing each other around the table. Like that's the moment we want yeah. to get to and everything yeah. just funnels toward that. I think um, it's going to be a tough formula to repeat or copy. I think in some ways, because it, is like such a distillation of there are some people who just really love uh love to lie like our friend chris kindred um <laughs> just lives to deceive and uh, disseminate and obfuscate uh his his misdeeds 
and that and and some people are 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 wired that way not making any judgments if you are a secret monster uh who yeah. just like I can't even <laughs> jokingly tell David that I don't like him when he like plays a prank on me or something I say I hate you no just kidding I don't hate you I love you very much yeah this <laughs> like, this is why uh my, my wife and I and our friends got into werewolf for a little bit yeah. some some years back and it was fascinating I Fascinating to watch my wife play it because she she would she, uh, she would acquiesce to this immediately. She c- cannot lie to say if she had to save her life by lying, we'd have to find a different way to get out of the situation because she wouldn't be able to do it. Like she just is incapable, and that speaks to her warm, glowing heart. But it also mm-hmm. means that like deception games are like fascinating to play with her because yeah. the whole time I'm just like you don't know how to you don't know how to bullshit, and so on some level. <laughs> Are you using that against me or are you just barely holding it together? And it's always just she's barely holding it together. Yeah. Like what like if she manages to get through a round without like blowing like her cover, she like doesn't want to be the werewolf because being yeah. the werewolf is so much pressure for her. And so I just like, like I completely I get know- it. When I'm when I'm forced to be in that position and I have to do mean things to my friends for the sake of a game, like by the end of the round, the first thing I have to say, like it's been at the tip of my tongue the whole time you're playing was, it was me, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I didn't mean it. I, when we were playing games, I'd see my wife. She's like, oh, she's spent the whole round rehearsing the first thing she's going to say in her head. And she can get through that part. But then the moment there's any pushback, it's like, ah, oh, well, you got, yeah, you got me. Ah, oh, fold the cars. Dang. You, yep. see, you saw right through me. I was a bit upset that apparently uh, I'm incredibly easy to read. Like the yep. minute I would fake mm-hmm. anger and take umbrage and accusation, Patrick would just be like, oh, okay, that's done. It's wrong. <laughs> you said four forevers, and I wanted to defend you because I was just feeling ornery. But the moment you said four forevers, and I'm like, that's just Robert being theatrical. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, because because one of the things with, with Rob's uh, personality that I picked up on I could exploit in this game is that uh, it's not like he'll overreact. And so mm-hmm. even just accusing him, I can I can pull, I can figure it out. I thought I could figure out pretty quickly uh, whether he's being truthful or is like, man, he's trying, he's trying way too hard. And it was like so easy. It was like, oh, you're trying too hard. Like, oh, you're really, you're really doubling back on yeah. this. Meanwhile, in, in a way. Suddenly he comes out with like a, a skull and he's like doing a soliloquy whenever he's <laughs> like, that's, that's what Rob's reaction is when he's trying to prove how, how truthful he is being. It's like, <laughs> I have written an entire monologue about my worth. <laughs> like, <laughs> Meanwhile, Kato can tell you I was doing tasks yeah. in the exact same tone of voice as to whether he was literally just doing tasks or whether he is currently covered in the blood and gore <laughs> from like his shipmates in the exact same tone. And He's I'm like, Guillermo oh. from what we do in the shadows, Look, I swear. Listen. You know, you get a lot of practice being being a DM. You get a lot of practice bullshitting on the spot. So just, uh, I kind of channeled. Yeah, I just kind of channeled that real well in that game, apparently. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I just couldn't handle One had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I just was like, okay, here's a video game. And then two was like, no, I have to lie to people and they're going to be <laughs> lying to me? Someone would lie well, that's to me? <laughs> the thought of like playing that as like an eight-year-old or something at a kid's birthday yeah. party just sounds nightmarish. Uh, oh, my God. Those, like, one kid did get pretty mad. Like, right. and they had to be reassured that they were still friends. <laughs> like, it's just a yeah. game. 
It's just a game. Now, what's weird is I had that happen to me, but it was a teacher who did it to me in the third grade, and I've never gotten over it. What? Wow, I also would never get over that. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, no. I had kids telling me to confess, and, like, I was innocent. Oh, shit. (laughs) Have I seriously not told the story? Okay. No! (laughs) If if you have, I've forgotten, and you should tell it again. All right. Uh, So this is, like, one of those... Here's a little key to me. Like, here's my heart. There's a little, mm-hmm. there's a little keyhole. And I'm about to hand you a key. Like, here. Learn like, a lot we, about Rob yeah. today. So, yeah. <laughs> third grade. Third grade is when I start, like, indicating I'm maybe not a super great student. Um, spelling books, man. Like, I know how to spell. You want me to do all these exercises to prove it to you? No, I'm going to be a writer someday. Of course I know how to spell. Uh <clears throat> So I like that's the year that I sort of fall behind on a lot of like the bullshit schoolwork you get in third grade. And my teacher, Mrs. V, uh, really like she like assigned a surprising amount of homework for a third grade teacher, like kind of a weird amount of like coloring exercises. So I just keep falling further and further behind. So this is the first time I get a note back to my parents and I'm like, "Uh oh, this is bad. What do I do with this note? Because what I don't do, I don't give it to my parents. I just jam <laughs> this thing in the bottom of my backpack, yeah. enjoy my weekend. Yeah. And uh, so teachers, like, I expect to hear from your parents. Uh, you know, did they get my note? And I was like, uh, yeah, they're, they're taking it pretty seriously. And she calls. And of they're like, what did. note? And at that point, like, all hell breaks loose. And it's the first, <sighs> like, oh, you you deceived us. You were not honest with us. That's the thing we're really mad about. Uh, you weren't honest with us. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So cut Definitely to, mad about that homework, but also. <laughs> <laughs> so cut to like two weeks later. One of the treasure objects of our classroom, like weird fixations in this classroom. Classroom had both the mechanical pencil sharpener mm. and then there was an electric pencil sharpener. Oh, but like, shit. Wow. That is a valuable object. You have to be responsible with that electric pencil sharpener. Lux shit. Well, because at that, at that time, it was very very easy to break them, right? Like, you could kind of, like, if you yeah. weren't, like, gentle with it, you jammed. Yeah, I, I remember a similar dynamic yeah. <laughs> playing out. And so, there's like, hey, if you're going to go use that, you got you got to be one of the good kids. Or else, yeah. you know, like, so, Johnny, who's drooling in the corner, you cannot... Put, yeah. You're putting the pencils in your nose. You can't put that in the electric sharpener. <laughs> Patrick, you anticipate so much of where this is going. So one day, the electric pencil sharpener is mysteriously broken. And upon opening it, Mrs. V discovers that it is just jam-packed with Crayola crayon residue. Oh, oh, no. Classic reason that it would break. Oh, no. Uh, and so uh, it turns into like it is mutiny on the uh, it's the cane mutiny time, right? Like Captain Quig is calling the officers to the wardroom. What the fuck happened to the strawberries? Uh, she's like recess is canceled. I want to know who did this for this twenty five dollar <laughs> pencil sharpener. Dead silence. Like nobody's copying to this. And she's yeah. like, I want to know who put crayons in the pencil sharpener that you know you have to be careful with nothing and she's like okay well i don't know for certain who did this but maybe there's somebody who hasn't has a little trouble being honest Uh, wow uh, 
doesn't take responsibility for their mistakes. Um, and uh, maybe that person uh, should think about telling the truth uh, so that they don't punish their classmates. It's a leap of logic. Wow. This story had gone around, by the way. So, like, the whole note thing. Like, people knew that it had happened, et cetera. Oh, so, at this wow. point, kids, like, even my friends turn around and are like, Rob, just fucking, like, just, just admit take it. what you just did. Just take that Just admit what you did. And one of my friends is like, dude, it doesn't even matter. Just fucking, like, let's go to recess. Just say <laughs> you did it. Who gives a shit? And I was like, but I didn't do it. Oh, this no. is fucked up. And we all know it was Crystal anyway, because Crystal, <laughs> like, if she's not busy eating glue, she's, like, jamming crayons and light sockets. Are you telling me we don't know it's Crystal? <laughs> of course it's fucking Crystal, guys. God. Uh, yeah. And so. This explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, long story short, like, I'm just Rob like. Rob Zachney was born on this day <laughs> in third grade, February 6th. I'm like, fuck you. I didn't do shit. Like. I don't give a shit who broke the electric pencil sharpener. Not my problem. Okay. This is fucked. And And? indeed, like eventually, like after two missed recesses, the the matter was forgotten. The pencil sharpener was like eventually cleaned off and it was fine. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, And then a year later, like I did discover that it was not crystal. It was Crystal's Whoa. friend Lindsay who was trying to frame Crystal for, uh, <laughs> for doing something. It just didn't work. And That's so, so really funny. Lindsay was sitting there the entire time trying to figure out like, how do I redirect this on Crystal? <laughs> Fuck. I think it's, she's like, if I say anything now, they'll know it was me. It's just Gonna have to leave Kids Rob are terrible, the twist. man. And that's are, Among Us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kids are bad. That's it. That's Dude, a situation of stress I don't want to be in. <laughs> years later, after, uh, like, when we were about to all go up, we were all about to go off to college, uh, there was, like, class reunion back at our elementary school. And What? They do of, that? Not really. It was just kind of a comeback to the old <laughs> oh, elementary okay. school, like, and right. have, like, tea with your old teachers. And Mrs. V was like the only one of our teachers who was left there at the time. And a bunch of the guys from my class were like, so many of them were like, I'm going to fucking tell her off. I'm going to tell her off. Like, fuck her. I hate her. And I was like, she's an old lady now, guys. Like, I hate her too, but she's an old lady. I'm sitting there and like everyone just seething in the corner. Like she ruined my fucking life. Like, think about what she did. And like somebody remembered, like Rob, remember the fucking pencil sharpener? You gotta. We're gonna go tell her what she did to us. <laughs> and I was like, that is an old lady now. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like we are, we are, we are men. We have yes. grown. If how many years from <laughs> if we go over there and grow and and get in her face, it will prove uh, that we are always going to be trapped by Mrs. V. I'm not fucking do it. I'm gonna go have a nice conversation. In retrospect. Kind of wish I'd told her to fuck off and burn in hell. But <laughs> say la vie. It was a pre-Trump world. I was nicer then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have man. a wow. one particular memory of getting a, a letter home and my mom being like, it was in high school. I was being accused of bullying. This also, here's here's some secrets to Gita's, Gita's brain. Being accused of bullying, the teacher did not tell me what I was doing wrong, just that I was behaving in a 
click like behavior. My mom had us, I, I, the letter didn't explain shit, just said that I would be removed from class if I didn't stop doing the click like behaviors. My mom was like, this is weird. I'm going to call this teacher white woman, as you may have guessed, who asked what I was doing that was click like. And she said nothing that could illuminate this to my mom. What was solved the problem was going to the head office of this woman, woman Pam the Crying Hawaiian, who was the head of the creative writing department at the small art school I went to. We call her Pam the Crying Hawaiian because she was Hawaiian, and every time she had to give a speech in front of us, literally every time, so at least twice a semester, at the beginning and the end of the semester, she would burst into tears about how much she loved all of us. <laughs> and at every... <laughs> And it, it at first was very endearing. And then you realize she did it literally every time. You've got a bunch of like 16 year olds in a room who don't understand what empathy is. And they're like, three, two, one. She's fucking crying. She's crying again. Uh, and my friends are like, listen, we've been in trouble with Pam before. Don't worry about it. Uh, just cry. Just go in there and cry and nothing will happen to you. And I went in there and I wasn't sorry for doing the things that I did not know I was doing that were bullying. So I found it very difficult to apologize efficiently. And it became clear that like, yes, literally, she was going to keep me in that office until I cried. So I just stared at the clock she had on the wall that was covered in seashells, because of course (laughs) it was, and just thought about like some real sad shit happening, like being broken up with, even though I hadn't really dated anyone at that point. But I imagined it would be sad. And I cried. And I still don't know what I did. (laughs) Wow. I feel like in... Like, I feel like growing up, a lot of us, there's like a weird angst around, like, we don't want clicks in this school. And mm. in retrospect, I don't get why there was a fixation on clicks. Like, why did we all learn that word as like a thing well, to look at? It's bad out for, for girls to have friends, as you can see, especially if they're black. <laughs> so, mm, <laughs> girls, they're, they're in a click. Oh, look, Rob, Rob's found a crew. That's great. Go, Rob. Yeah. Go hang with your boys. Uh, all right. Speaking of, uh, we should take a break. After all these Mm. revelations Mm -hmm. and confessions, we should take a little break and go to commercials so we can tell you the absolute truth about some fine product. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Speaking of getting with your crew, uh, Kata, you've been getting into uh, Star Wars Squadrons a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little. How bit. you doing? Sh- I- I'm doing pretty fucking all right, honestly. Um, like like you mentioned uh, last podcast, uh, the campaign in that game isn't much to you know, write home about, but oh, holy shit, the multiplayer is amazing and really what. Like, they could have released just that as a multiplayer game and probably knocked off a couple bucks and it would have been great. Uh, but 
um yeah i've really been enjoying it i'm kind of getting into um the 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 like speedier uh class mm. of ships uh really like zipping around and just like evading things i've actually unsl—I unslotted my anti-missile stuff for i forget what it was now but um because i I've gotten really good at uh, finding corners to to like drift around in like the A wing or the interceptor. Yeah, that uh, you know the missile just like slams into whatever I'm like moving around because I'm moving too quickly. Uh, it's it really feels so much like the kind of imagined um, dogfights that I was having in 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 Battlefront Two back on the PS2. It's like this is. This is actually what I thought I was doing back then, right? Um, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I like. Have you how 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 much more have you been playing since we last talked? I've mostly been playing multiplayer. Um, because yeah. these campaign missions are a bit of a drag. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. It's fine. It just isn't. There's just not much there. I find right. the characters not. There's um, the reptile guy. Um, he's supposed to be sort of your, your funny wingman, but I just kind of hate him. I just kind of, <laughs> I, I do not like the reptile. I, I hate the reptile. In fact, I hate, I, I hate everything about him. I don't uh, think I'm sorry I even know the who reptile. the reptile man is. I've only done two missions. Reptile man is just like, um, he's sort of the squad, like fuck up and malcontent or uh, something he's like the the shady one and so because it's star wars like uh-huh. he's introduced with huh, i guess the rebel alliance is the last group in the galaxy that doesn't have a death mark against you re- le- reptile guy and reptile guy is like yeah and i'm like this sucks <laughs> wait this is sucks. the reptile guy like, actually salacious crumb what's going on <laughs> it very much like the reptile guy is like if you think it's very much like the Idle Thumbs uh, caricature of like the Treasure Goblin. That is basically <laughs> your wingman in this fucking game, oh, and wow. he's just—I just am not a fan of yeah. the dude. Um, and so every time, and like the first thing you like, you you click on your squad mates to talk to them, and Reptile Guy is like just starts telling you about how he got in trouble, like passing some bad like forged art. And he was like, how did I know that the that the moth was going to show it to Grand Admiral Thrawn? <laughs> and I, I was like, I can't with this. I just can't. Like, no, this I, I can even, keep going. Like, Can you just this do a whole podcast of that voice? Novels. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, Reptile Guy. Not a fave. Uh, but multiplayer, it's good. Uh. Can you, Rob, can you, can you tell a podcast version of a story that you put out on Twitter that I almost privately mentioned to you? And I was like, Rob, now when we talk about blogs, that, when we talk about content, <laughs> this tweet thread that you've just done is a fantastic, like A plus example of something that if it was 500 words, we'd be very happy to publish on the website that we run. But if you'd like to relay that story here, I, I think it would be good. Uh, yeah. So, okay, sure. Um, I turns out have a little bit of a knack for flying the, the starfighters. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm like Wendy Antilles turns good. Out. I'm not gonna say I'm like Suntir Fell good. Uh, but like Mindonos good. 
Could be. Could be. Austin is not here. The, where, where are some of these references being directed at? Um, I know to, who Edge is, at least. Yeah, I knew that one. I heard that one. I the last one that he compared himself to, that, that could be like a trash alien from the prequels for all I know. Uh, I don't know. Well, it could also be, uh, you know, Hobby or uh, Jansen. Those two. Uh, like I'm sort of in that tier. Uh, okay. Does that help right. you? <laughs> Not really, um, but keep- what about Porkins? <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, that's, no, but I'm better than Tim. No. I'm Porkins. <laughs> first, <laughs> first, first shot down out the gate. That's me. <laughs> and then I get my legs, and then I get my legs. Once everyone's already just out, just but like I go once. to, yeah, just I can just hold like it. in real I, life. <laughs> Porkins, buddy, like you're not holding it. You should probably just eject, man. Uh, I mean, sure, you'll get caught by the blast of the Death Star exploding, but you know you won't die in a in a starfighter crash. Anyway, so yeah, I've been. Um, I had like my first real like dogfight with one person, where it was like, oh, there's actual like it's between me and this other pilot now, uh, and the game's gonna gonna hinge on this type moment. Uh, which was I was in a dogfight game and usually these things have a certain rhythm to them, but I was just getting like destroyed right and left in this game. Uh, and my team was losing really, really badly. Dogfight mode is a first to 30 kills uh, mode. And my team was just getting demolished, uh, you know, pretty, pretty handily. And I checked the, 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 the scoreboard and because I've noticed I keep getting killed by like this one enemy pilot and yeah, they've got somebody on their team who is like, we're only, you know, a few minutes into this match and they've gotten like 10 or a dozen kills. Jesus. Um, and they've like, is, there a, is it four V four? Is that the most five V five? Five. Okay. Uh, so like they've, they're a long way to like already just winning this match. And this one pilot is just cleaning up, uh, right and left. And I kind of figured I was like the what was happening to me was I was like targeting somebody and getting on their tail. And then every time I was getting picked off immediately. And so I realized like somebody is out there doing what I'm usually doing, which is watching <laughs> for people who are like really fixated on a target. And then you just come in and blast them. Uh, that is, you know, if if you look at like the, the history of of air combat tactics, that's generally like what makes an ace pilot is you don't you don't dogfight people. You just sneak up on them and murder them and then you fly <laughs> away. Um, and so somebody is out there doing that. And I realized like, OK, I just got to be on this guy like this other this this other hunter is like tilting this game. And the only reason it's working is because nobody has like got their eye on them and they're always getting these opportunistic kills. Uh, and so I just spend the rest of the game like every time I'm cycling through targets until I bring that pilot up and then I'm just on them. And it takes them a little bit to realize because now I'm doing to them what they were doing to me. Like they are picking up targets and I'm just dropping in behind and killing them. And it takes them a couple deaths to realize like, oh, I am now being hunted as well. Um, and from that point, it turns into me and this other pilot basically like fighting these series of running fights uh through we're in a we're in a um map where there's like a lot of wrecked starships and like debris in the middle of the map and so we are playing this game now where we're hunting each other through this debris field and ducking in and out of like the husks of old starships um <laughs> using this wreckage for cover 
And while that is happening, my teammate, my teammates start to mount a comeback because without this guy, like tilting the entire match away from <laughs> us, uh, my team's a little better. And so things start to swing back toward us. And, um, meanwhile, I like am steadily getting the better of this person because I have one advantage, which is I was trying a new piece of equipment, uh, two new pieces of equipment. I had switched to a laser system that was uh, like, it's more like an SMG, I guess. So it's like really close up high rate of damage. And the other thing I did was I got rid of missiles and I got a um, radar cloak basically. So I just vanished from sensors. And so what that would do, this is a game where you're really dependent on sensors. Like if you don't like, usually you can't readily see who is shooting you. You need your targeting system to, to tell you. Uh, where people are at and like sort of especially steer you if you're them. the empire yeah yeah because in the, the rebel ships shit. you can you can you can kind of look around you can like do the free look really quickly and try to get a beat on someone but it's the empire like you have that one viewport right in the middle right straight in front of you and that's it yeah i it's such an issue uh in these games like i think it was I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, that was an issue in the old X-Wing games, but it didn't really matter because that was all being meant to be like you were just staring forward out the cockpit. Yeah, Imperial fighters suck because those big wings. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had this uh, radar cloak, and so I could just disappear from sensors for like 10 seconds at a crack. And so I just keep... Uh, I would be like hunting this person. I would get close, and then just as they start to realize that like I'm near... I would hit my sensor cloak and just disappear from their sensors. And then I would drop in and gun them down. And so it turned into like a really tense, like match of cat and mouse uh, between me and this character and <clears throat> team ended up, we were like one death away from losing the game and we were still down like several points. Um, and we just had to like play lights out. And we managed to make this comeback because every time this dude dies, uh, I'm immediately looking around. Okay, which of my wingmen are in trouble? Uh, And the other team was so fixated on just getting these last few kills that they were all tunnel visioned. Uh, And so in a weird way, I think the match was getting easier for us as it went on because it was sort of like the other team was on the goal line and we're just calling runs up the middle again and again. (laughs) Like, no, just punch it in. We just just need to get on the board here and we're done. Uh, and they just weren't able to do it and every, and trying that again and again just made them more vulnerable. Uh, but yeah, it was like the first time I've had to pick out another pilot and be like, this isn't just a melee now. It's like between me and this other person. Uh, and it was (laughs) really cool. And that's squadrons. Uh, Yeah. What, 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 uh, ship are you flying most, most of the time? Uh, I'm also a little bit... So it depends. I think in dogfights, I'm either like an interceptor or a TIE fighter or a an A-wing or an X-wing. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, I prefer the faster ones. Uh, in fleet battles, where you're where you're sort of bouncing between the the two lines of starships of capital ships, I'm taking more bullets for the team and playing like supports or bombers. Um, yeah. I also did discover like the bombers have some weirdly powerful abilities because they can't dogfight for shit. Right. And 
I'm almost like I'm I'm not certain about this, but it sort of feels like maybe there's a little bit of game balance where like they're trying to make it so the the bombers aren't totally disadvantaged uh, in these in these games if they don't get cover. And so they created a lot of weapons where like if you're in a bomber, you can just demolish people incredibly quickly uh, with just like fleeting shots on them. Uh, And so weirdly enough, the tie bomber has become one of my best craft because they have like a really high uh rate of fire laser weapon that just like mows people down um and you don't need to be like you can get them pretty much dead in like one firing pass damn all right yeah i have to check those out i tried to play a support in a dogfight once and it did not go well uh because i don't think anyone really understood what i was there to do and so i didn't have any like help and also, the, and you the, were the help. Yeah, I was. I was the help, but I needed help not dying <laughs> so that I can help them not die. But they didn't know that. They were like, "Oh, I'm getting healed. Why? How am I getting healed? I don't know." Um, which I I think is uh, actually really fun. I'm like, I'm glad that that class exists. And it's just it feels like a class that absolutely means you have to be like in a in a part in party chat with someone for it to run well because you need you need that extra level of protection like you're not going to be able to dogfight on your own but i played against a team that was very obviously on comms because i was getting one two punched by a support ion blast and then a fucking missile coming in like the second after like there were definitely people like deciding to like group up and like fly together which when you're playing with a bunch of randos, you get you, we we got demolished that that round. It was like six to thirty or something ridiculous like that, and I could could not because I kept getting hit by that combo. That's the one thing where I feel like the 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 further I get into it, the more I'm like I, I really want to see if I can get a full group of five together to like because that seems like it would be like really really fun. To like know everyone and like have a have actual strategies and like call outs and stuff. Kato, I'd be honored to be your wingman. Dead well, silence. Okay. Did I lose? Oh, well, Rob, I think we lost Rob, Rob for a back? second there. Rob, are you there? Rob, I thought Rob? I thought Kato was just rejecting my offer to be his wingman. I like. Oh I was like, no, Rob! Kato, <laughs> what did I you say? Honored to be your wingman, and then dead silence, and I was like. <laughs> Oh my god! It's happening again. Oh my no, god! I'm in third anything. grade. <laughs> oh, no. Kato, can I play squadrons with you? Just yeah. Icy stare. Icy yeah, absolutely. Stare. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like it's it's. I'm reaching the point where I feel like if I keep playing by myself, I might fall off of it earlier than if I like end up finding some regular people to play with. So it but is. Yes, it is. We weird, should like, definitely play together. That that little bit of coordination where a team has a like where they're actually using their support does completely right. throw the game off. Yeah. Uh, if it's present on one side, not the other, mm-hmm. because, yeah, I had a game where I was like, these guys are just like fucking healing. Like they are getting so much help from this dude. They're getting shield buffs uh, like I am winning these fights and then they're scurrying over their support and like just getting <laughs> re-upped. Yeah. Uh, and my team, meanwhile, had none of that. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> the support's kind of a, a weird wild card element uh, in that game. Uh, a real joker in the deck, as it were. Mm. Um, so we just crossed an hour. Uh, anything folks are dying to talk about before we uh, before we wrap it up here? Because uh, I'm not going to want to bring it up again. I just want to circle back around to... I. Uh, I finished like a week or two ago, but I forgot to bring out the podcast. I, I finished Don't Nods Tell Me Why. Um, 
their sort of like three part series uh, from some weeks back that got a lot of uh, attention because they were very quickly happy to brag about that that game having a, a trans character at the at the center of it. Um, it's boring. It's just a boring <laughs> ass wow. story. Just not particularly interesting. Vindication um, for Dia yet again. No, yeah, Dia, Dia. I mean, it's like boring on all fronts. You know, uh, it's just there's just not much there, and and maybe that you know Dia's core point um, in the review was you know in in going out there and like bragging about having a trans character that that scare them from like going to interesting places with the story possibly very possibly given the fact that I've generally liked the other stuff that Don't Nod has done at this point they have so many different teams that um like it's you know it's unclear to like sometimes you can kind of like figure out like you know oh these people I tend to respond to their work more you know I really liked Life is Strange uh, two, I know Gita. I, I believe that you also uh, res- responded to that season uh, quite a bit as well. I think loved it. I, I never got around to writing this piece. Um, I spent like Rob kept bugging me multiple times, like, "Are you going to write this or not?" So I can take it off my fucking list of stories that might run. <laughs> um, I just never got around to it. Was that like that man? That slight spoilers for Life is Strange season two. Like, there's uh, you know a sequence in that game where like it talks through a parent that decided they didn't want to be a parent anymore, ran from their kids and like gave that gives the woman space to talk about what it's like to have regret as a parent and not necessarily just unconditionally love your kids and want to give up everything for them. It was like a really like, you just don't see stories like that in video games. And it was like handled with like real tenderness and gave uh, even allowed the characters who were, you know, the kids directly impacted to be like, yeah, well fuck you. Like we didn't have a choice in that. Like it was just, there was ah, all that stuff was really really good, yeah. and boy, that season got lost. And people just it took too long for it to come out. It you know it didn't have Max and Chloe. I get it. I get why it didn't. But don't play. Tell me why. <laughs> like go go play Life <laughs> play, is Crazy season two. two. And there's I think there's a lot more there. Um, even just basic things like um, and tell me why. You know the main sort of like hook they were doing for like the like the kind of mechanical difference of how you interact with the environment was like oh. You have these two kids that grew up together and, you know, they're, they they remember things differently. And then there are moments where you choose, like, well, how are we going to remember this? Um, and it just has – I know it does influ- – I, I believe it does influence sort of how the conclusion can play out. But it just felt completely pointless. It felt like a mechanic they came up with and went like, yeah, like this could be interesting. And just it doesn't do anything with it. Um uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's just a boring ass story. You know, I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know, if, if folks are, you know, looking to play a game that includes, um, you know, an identity that we don't normally see represented in games, like, you know, more power to you. Like, you know, there, there, there is stuff to be mined from it. It's like a really pretty game. It's well acted. Like I, I just, it's just one of those things that like the moment I finished it, like the reason I didn't bring it up was because I completely forgot I played it the moment that I was done with it. I was like, oh. And then when Rob was like, I hope we have enough for a podcast. And I was thinking like, what else have I played? I was like, oh shit, I finished that game, but never found the energy to point it out to anyone or even write a tweet. Um, so that probably tells you, you know, everything. Just go read Dia's review. And then I all I have to say is, yes. Pretty much. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, you know, but again, it's one of the, it is one of those things that, if you have Game Pass, like it's not. A, I didn't have a bad time with it. I don't think it's bad. It is just very much mm. uh, in the like when you load up Netflix and it's like ah, there's nothing yeah. I don't really want to watch. But you know what? I do like those games. Like I like Life mm-hmm. is Strange, 
And it's like, if I want to play another one of those, like, I don't, tell me why. It's a lesser CW you know? show. And it is one of those. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, this is, you get out of it and go, that was fine. And you don't yeah. remember it. You don't want to write a take about it. But it's yeah. not like it didn't have worth, but it, it feels like a content. Like, it's, it's, I think we're going to see a lot more of that stuff on Game Pass in the same way that the only way a, thing, a service like Netflix can survive, like, to fill enough holes is to just, like, have enough of, this is good enough. And tell me why. It's like, is that? It's like, it's fine. Like, there are worse ways to spend nine hours of your life, and it was fine. But I don't yeah. know. Whereas, like, I'm like, Life is Strange Season 2, go play that. Tell me why. Totally it's like, hey, if you got Game Pass, well, sure, download it. It's sort of like, uh, you know, gossip. it's hard to reach the the high crescendos of Gossip Girl. But hell, plenty of people liked Royal. I'd never seen that show, but plenty of people liked it. Sure. <laughs> Must be good for something. You There's know, a totally like, decent season of rain that yeah. is worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. I believe, you know, there's, I like that, that there's like, there are different tiers of fluff, right? Like yeah. Gossip Girl is a fluffy show, but it is like bonkers and the writing is very funny and there's actual real moments of human connection between the characters that become very engrossing. It's easy to get attached to these people, even though they're all fucking psychos. Um but that that doesn't always work with every CW show. The the that was a perfect storm of character acting, writing, source material, and just like what New York City was at the time that they could mythologize so easily. But like there's there's been plenty of attempts. I remember the LA complex. I watched the entire two seasons of the LA complex, which is a uh, about twenty somethings trying to get famous in Los Angeles, also aired on the CW. It was gonna be a Degrassi spin-off, but they didn't make that work out. And it it's you know, it's got some interesting shit, but it it does not hit all of those all those melodramatic notes as artfully as as uh, Gossip Girl does. But they're still interesting. I feel like sometimes you just, you just like, like a form, like you just yeah, like I just like is. this type of, and I do. I just like the I like what Don't Not does. And like this one yes. didn't hit particular highs for me personally, but I was like. I, I, I'm not upset. I played it. It's, no. I like these types of games, and sometimes, yeah. like that, that, like that's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's like being a fan of horror movies, right? In the month of right. December, I watched, October. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, oh man, uh, Silver that, Bullet, like, Stephen King's werewolf movie yeah. over the weekend. Oh, the he, the you werewolf. Can send your questions to gaming advice. The werewolf <laughs> beats a man to <laughs> death with question. a baseball bat. Why? Uh, oh, keep us so on good. Twitter Why at not? Waypoint. <laughs> Uh, I'm Literally, on Twitter, at Rob Zachney. Uh, Kato, where can people find you? God damn it. <laughs> at A underscore Kato underscore appears. Gita. You can find me at XOXO Gossip Gita. And I also just wanted to say that I love Halloween and I'm going very excited for this month. That's all. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to be good. When is this company going to finally get me the equipment I deserve, like a 12 foot? Skeleton from Home Depot that is now sold out and goes for over a thousand dollars on eBay. You I, even on I can't pull the trigger foot, on it. The twelve foot you needed that skeleton so much. Think well, about how so much little Jessica would love that skeleton. I, the way I well, traditionally the way we have bought Halloween stuff for the house is you, you wait till like the day after Halloween and then you can scoop up stuff you know from uh, for, for next year for cheap. Um, from the what are they? I wanted to call it Planet Hollywood, but what are those Halloween <laughs> stores they put up? You know, wow. Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. I mean, Spirit. it's the yeah. Planet Not- Hollywood of of <laughs> Halloween yeah. stores. To be fair, Planet <laughs> Hollywood even exist anymore? Those used to. Be oh everywhere. yeah, there was one next to the the old Geo Media office, which is where everyone went to drink after mutant meeting. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. But they, those used to be like ubiquitous in a way that like 
they were in like a lot of like the big malls. Like yeah. there would still be another one. I don't think that's the case anymore. That's uh, you know what? Hey, if when the world gets normal again, can we all just go to the plane in Hollywood? Like that would make me Hollywood that would make me happy. Um, Uber, take me <laughs> to the planet Hollywood. Uh, but um, I so the fact that it's got so popular makes me excited that next season, what are everyone planning now? It's like what we need is more 12 foot motherfuckers. And so <laughs> yeah. next year is just going to be the price is going to get driven down. Yeah. And you can charge 300 bucks for a 300 for a 12 foot skeleton because that's all the that's all that's available in the market. But next year, lots of 12 foot skeletons. Oh, yeah. And Patrick werewolves. Can have two or three. I can, oh, I don't need to have <laughs> a treat, Rob. I can family. have a feast. <laughs> a, little I've watched... foot, a little 12 foot, you know, th- you know, uh, skeleton holding a Black Lives Matter sign in my conservative uh, <laughs> northwest suburban town. That's the dream I want. Yeah, Rob. listen, we're here to attack and dethrone God. So might as well make it make it obvious. I watched Come and See. That was the scary movie I watched. It's not a horror movie though. It's just a Soviet movie about war. So it's pretty fucking scary. Oh, I heard that's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's really good, especially the scene where they all stand posing in front of a camera singing a Soviet war song about fighting Nazis. This is the people's war. It's great, and then everything goes to hell. <laughs> Nothing good happens after that. <laughs> is that on Criterion? Yeah, it's on Criterion. I bought the Criterion edition, actually. Which, I think uh, Stalker, okay. though, when I watch Stalker, I'll come back with Halloween content for all of us, because I also got yeah. that Criterion edition. The <laughs> man, the Stalker, uh, the, the transfer Criterion did for Stalker is game-changing. Like, you oh, haven't seen yeah. the movie before, if you haven't seen this transfer. It's amazing. Uh, our music is by Bowen. It's the track <laughs> Miss You off the E.P. Pale Machine. Where can you, you find Patrick? Doesn't matter. Bowen. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, it occurs to me though, your twelve foot skeleton—that is—that is your equivalent of uh, people who are trying to buy a joystick and throttle uh, right now. Sure. A lot of people with squadrons are like, "Fuck, I need a, I need a Hotas." Well, and turns my out guess I is, can't get one. well, probably because uh, that's not—I don't think no, uh, just a squadrons. My guess is that is just a ripple effect from flight simulation. Sim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I saw a lot of that in flight sim. It was just like, well, this thing normally costs you know, 150 or whatever. And it's like, I'm just going to eat it and pay, you know, 225. Cause that's what like the third party seller is, is I, I think either that happened to you with like the webcam. Yeah. Web- it's webcams. Like, the Logitech webcam is only supposed to be like <laughs> 60 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, remember I remember you said you paid like 200 bucks and I was like, Oh no, that's going right. Yeah. I paid, I paid mm. at least 130 for this webcam, but Hey, this webcam doesn't shut off my entire computer. So I no, love that's that. Good. That's yeah. Well. That's good. We all love that. See. Commerce. Well, <laughs> Capitalism, in the world baby. we're trying to build, it's working. In the world that comes after webcams for all, a <laughs> menagerie of twelve foot for tall all. monsters in every yard. Uh, Hotas on yard. every desk. This is what yeah. everyone meant. This is what they meant Hotas when they said, "From each, you know, to each according to their need, from each according to their ability." This is a definition, you know, to each a twelve foot skeleton, from each a twelve foot skeleton. <laughs> Marks feels like somebody who absolutely would have been on battle stations. Being like, hey guys, check this out. No, I mean, so let this me is see my racing long, setup. Long capital is like Marks and Angles were just posters. They were just posters yeah. looking for a place to post. Uh, and if you would like to post uh, with us, you can head over to our forum at discourse.zone. Uh, we'll be back later this week. I think this week we're getting deeply into Hades. Hades cast. Uh, so yes. everyone, hurry up. And complete a run because spoilers will be activated uh, for that cast. I can't wait. 
shit, I gotta complete a run. Fuck. Yeah, get on the couch. <laughs> Come on. What are we doing here? All right. We'll talk to you all on Thursday. I'm out. Bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm out. That's the one you came up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out. Okay, okay. listen, man. Look, <laughs> look. It's hard. It's difficult. You gotta peace out. <laughs> Rob just goes straight to typing. Just not. Look, you realize you realize that dudes was potentially like a little bit othering, and you were like dudettes, and you couldn't even like find a gender neutral. Come on, Patrick. What are we doing here? See, this is what Rob does. You want to see? You want to see? Cattle keep this in. You want to see a demonstration of Among <laughs> Us in action. Rob just immediately deflects and goes straight to like, "Oh, here's the thing that you kind of fumbled during the podcast, you dipshit." <laughs> All right, that's it. All right, good podcast. Good. Yeah. Well, it was short. We love to podcast yeah. here. Uh, let's tell you what time that is. Sure thing. Well, I close this tab on this article I never read from Friday. Why Radiohead are the blackest white band of our times? Excuse me? Wonder you need to read that? I, wonder, I, don't know, I don't think anyone needs to read that. Wonder why I didn't, wonder why I didn't finish reading that one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, I mean, man, come, it, the, just I fell for the clickbait. Slate has a younger generation of writers That's working true. for it. Zay, it was at The Guardian. Oh, same. God. <laughs> Look, it's only Dwight's there. It's, yeah. That's the thing. That's a real Dwight opinion, you know? <laughs> like, they got me. I saw I saw that headline. I was like, you know. I would have clicked on that too. I, I absolutely don't, would have. I gotta see your lead. I, I need to see. <laughs> I need to at least understand this argument, wrong as it may obviously be. Like, why the should black, we choose to write this? The inherent blackness of Pablo Honey. Uh, oh my in this, god! In this, in this essay, I will <laughs> look. <laughs> there is no blacker white man than Tom York. That's just that was just facts. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing really says soul to me like Tom York's like cat angry cat caterwauling. <laughs>
Like, not really singing, kind of just talking weirdly over a beat. My Mostly God, what can, he does. You can, he really went to school on Etta James. Just incredible. <laughs> just incredible range. You can really hear the Nina Simone influence in his voice. Yeah. Now watch. Just like, let- this ends up being like a really like subversive, persuasive essay. And like, just no. Oh, God. Next week it, you come back and you're like, well, I actually have some actually, news Actually, we're doing the waypoints <laughs> on this essay. This is my submission. <laughs> wow. Stop the Hades cast. We're talking about this Guardian essay. Stop the presses. <laughs> the podcast presses. Really, Patrick shows up wearing Kenty cloth to that show. <laughs> <laughs> you get in contact with Pelosi's supplier. <laughs> just tell me what she wore. You know, I'll just, yeah. she's not going to wear that again. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I can have a copy of it. God. She's not going to wear that again. I forgot that Fuck. happened. You got me. Anyway. All right. All right. Time dot is. Uh, let's go on 30. Sure. Got it. All right. Love to podcast. Kato confirming this is episode 350. Yeah. And it's Monday, October 5th. Shit, it's October. Yeah. You can wake that dude. September's over. Sorry, that sucked. Anyway, I'm looking at all the episode title. It says some asshole with hands. So whatever. <laughs> That's still in there? Yeah, it's still it's still in there. I need to update this thing. Anyway, uh 